Stem Cells at Lunch Digested is brought to you by the Centre for Stem Cells and Regenerative Medicine at King's College London. On today's Stem Cell at Lunch Digested, we have Dr. Stephen Patrick, a researcher at University College London. Stephen is a cell biologist with a focus on molecular imaging. So Stephen, you did your BSc at the University of Durham. What motivated you to go there and study cell biology? Well, biology has always been one of my favourite subjects. Um, what interests me is um, that it's really concerned with how uh, life itself works. So uh, I think what interests me in science is the, the curiosity of understanding the natural world. And uh, by studying cell biology, I was able to learn a lot about uh, how a cell works, which is a, a really fascinating subject. And so then you moved to Cambridge for a PhD. Why did you decide to do a PhD in the first place? Well, I've always been interested in uh, a research career. Um, one of the things that motivates me towards this is that it allows you to uh, discover more about the natural world and, and, and satisfy your curiosity about how things work. Um, so to become a scientist, you really, you really need to uh, uh, learn the research skills uh, and, and doing a PhD was a, a great way to, to do that. And what were you researching back then? Um, so the focus of my research was on developing new ways to image uh, gene expression in the body, so um, being able to produce an, Im an image of when genes were, were or weren't active within the body, so uh, in three dimensions, so you can, you can see th through an animal if a, a gene was, was active or, or not. Um, and now, what are you investigating? So currently I'm working on uh, uh, developing uh, techniques to image transplanted cells, so cells like either blood cells or stem cells that are being given to a patient for a therapy. And one of the, the problems with uh, these therapies at the moment is we don't know where, where the cells go within the body once they're given to the patient. So if we could produce an image of the whole body showing where the the cells have gone, it will help us to refine these therapies and, and hopefully bring them to, to patients more effectively. And which methods are you going to be using to detect those cells? Because I suspect some of them will be rather deep inside the body. Yeah, yes, so that's one of the problems uh, that faces this sort of uh, research. Uh, however, if we, we label the cells with something like um, a small amount of radioactivity that can produce a signal that easily goes through the tissue, then we can we can detect them uh, even though that they're not visible to the to the eye. So we can see them in, in deep tissue locations, uh, due to the, the fact that these uh, radioactive radioactive signal can, can go through tissue very effectively. And are you not concerned about the side effects of radioactivity? Well, yes. So this is one of the things that we're we're spending a lot of time researching. So we have to make sure that the a safe dose is being used, so a dose that the cells can, can tolerate. Uh, so it's a balance of between putting enough in to get the signal that you need and not putting too much in as to cause any toxicity to the cells or the patient. So that forms a large part of the research, optimising this. So do you consider yourself a fundamental researcher or rather a translational researcher? I think you need to be a, a bit of both, really. So you need to have a, a an understanding and ability to research some fundamental aspects of how things are working, but a lot of the, the science is geared towards applying something as a, a technology. But you, you do need to, to be able to do a bit of both. Because I saw on your website that 
most of the research that you have outlined there, it's rather about developing techniques like you just described to us. But how can you just give us a bit more in depth? How much is that different from focusing your work in a single gene or a single protein? Um, so it, it does differ in that I think when you're trying to develop a technology, you've maybe got to be more practically minded to, towards getting things work instead of just investigating how things actually do work within the body. So it's it's a it's a very different way of, of doing research. Um, but you, you do need to understand all the, the work people have done on fundamental biology of how things do do work in nature to be able to apply technology fundamentally. So you you have the, the, the practical side of the research in developing the technology, but you also need to understand the fundamental biology that's been done done before to successfully apply the technology. Can you comment a bit on your team? So with what background uh, do you work most, like the people that surround you? Um, so I'm based in the Centre of Advanced Biomedical Imaging at, at University College London, and most people here have a, an imaging background, so they've focused on developing imaging techniques for most of their research career. However, uh, the people uh, uh, come from different backgrounds before that, so they might have studied different undergraduate degrees. So there's uh, probably a predominance of biologists uh, of different descriptions, but also a few chemists and physicists, as it does require sort of a, an interdisciplinary team to some extent to, to make this sort of research work most effectively. And so how, what is the timeline that you see for the technique you're working at the moment to detect the, the cells inside the body? Um, so that's a good question. Uh, hopefully uh, it might be entering the first patients next year. Uh, so it's uh, hopefully going to be incorporated into a phase two uh, clinical trial and, and phase one of which we'll hopefully be starting without the imaging component this, towards the end of this year. Um, so if things go smoothly, then maybe sometime in 2019, uh, fingers crossed. That's, that's quite yeah, promising because like, we have like a year ahead, so it's not very long from being completed. So did you have many legal challenges for the clinical trials or was it all smooth? So I'm, I'm not really involved too much in, the, uh, in that side of things, in the regulatory side uh, of things, but there are a number of people who are in, involved in that and um, uh, the, 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 the process of it being approved is, is ongoing and, and hasn't even really uh, got as far as uh, being definitely okayed yet, so uh, we will have to wait and see. So as a final question, what do you envisage as the next breakthrough in imaging? Um, that's very difficult to say. Uh, imaging covers a lot of different areas, so um, most disease areas um, that are you know, commonly investigated, uh, for example, cancer, neurodegeneration, uh, diseases of different organs such as liver and kidney disease, and it's possible that there might be breakthroughs in, in any, any of these areas, so it would really be difficult to say what the next big technique is going to be. But, uh, uh, yeah... I'm sorry, I can't give a bit more of a, a definitive answer on that. No, this is great. Good luck for the, the work and thank you very much for joining us. Thank you.